Fashion Insider with your host, Nako. So, when you think of the fashion industry, you think of the clothes, but I think most of us, when we think of the fashion industry, yes, we think of the clothes, and that thought is closely followed by models. Um, fashion industry is unimaginable without the models, and, you know, I wouldn't say that the models make the fashion industry what it is, because the designers are awesome, and they have their own personalities, and... Obviously, the clothes are the primary thing, but in modern society, in popular culture, you have to say that when you think of the fashion industry, models are pretty high up there when it when you think of it, you know, uh, they're very prominent. Um, when you think of, let's talk a bit of nostalgia, I mean, when you think of the 90s, 90s scene, and you think 90s fashion, yes, of course, you think of the clothing, you think of the style back then. But you also think of the iconic models from that era. Um, and it's hard not to imagine um, the industry without them. I mean, let's, let's for a second remember, obviously, the fashion industry. What's the most important thing in the fashion industry? Of course, it's the clothing. I mean, when you strip everything away, of course, it's clothing that matters. That's what the industry is about. But a world where... Let's go back many years where fashion models weren't really a thing and it certainly wasn't glamorized back then um, Back in the early 1900s um, It wasn't glamorized at all. In fact at times it was seen as a lowly job now It's seen as a glamorous job uh, And it's paid fairly very well. It pays very well. So um, It's just a big part of the industry. So yeah Modeling is is a I mean, it's just unimaginable. You can't imagine the fashion industry without the models It just wouldn't be the same. So today's episode is about that. It's about models um, And it's particularly about my modeling experience um, Now obviously I can't cover everything in one episode I mean, there's just so much to talk about when it comes to the modeling side of things uh, so many stories so many talking points uh, and so many discussions to be had, and that's going to be a reoccurring theme in this show. Uh, it's going to be, uh, there's going to be special episodes on certain topics, so that could be the casting couch. Um, there's going to be plenty of stories on that type of thing, not just with me, but with other guests. Um, of course, we're going to be talking about Fashion Week and the things that happen in Fashion Week. The good, the bad, and the beautiful of the fashion industry will all be discussed. Um, we'll be talking about, of course, important subjects such as body types and, you know, diets, the fashion diets, the model diet, the infamous model diet. What is that? Um, it means different things to different people. So again, that's going to be, those are going to be uh, episodes within themselves. Um, but today I'm going to give an overview of a few elements of modeling. Um, I'm going to give you an insight into things that most people have stereotypes of you know uh so i'm gonna try and break them down for you and give you a real insight and tell you how it really is because like i said there's a lot of stereotypes out there of what modeling is or what certain things are and yeah it's time to break some of those myths with some truth 
So I'm going to talk a little bit about the best and the worst of being a model. Um, I think there's many pros and cons. There's the good is very good. I feel there's a lot of extremes. The good is amazingly good, like it's euphoric. Um, and the bad is very bad, you know? It's very, very seedy and bad at times. So, yeah, I mean, I get asked all kinds of questions um, regarding that. Um, like, people hear stories or they've got, again, their own imagination about what the industry is like. So, let's begin. So, I'll start with the positive, shall I? Um, the best of the fashion industry, the best of modelling. What is pro to being a model? Well, say for me personally, um, it's travelling. I've really enjoyed the travelling aspect. It's something I've always wanted to do and to be able to travel consistently for work is fantastic. You can't beat it, you know, it's pretty damn awesome. So yeah, I think that's probably a pro and I'm going to hit that immediately as a con because <laughs> sometimes as much as I love traveling, you can almost end up doing too much traveling and sometimes your travels are traveling in only the sense that you traveled but you didn't actually explore the city so what I mean by that is sometimes you'd be traveling somewhere for a job and you'd go there to this country and you would literally land hotel work the next day finish late you're too tired you go home you sleep you wake up again work back at the hotel sleep and then before you know it, it's time to fly out again so those types of things can be quite weird. I mean, like that happened with me when I was working in Milan. Um, like I have friends who are from Italy and, you know, sometimes he would ask me, oh, you know, did you go here? Did you go there? And I'm like, no, and no, and no. You know, I literally was at my hotel and on set and hotel and set and that was it. And there was like landmarks that I didn't see up until like the fourth or fifth time that I went to Milan. Same thing in Paris, like with the Eiffel Tower. Um, I've been there before, before I even became a model. But before that, I was, I'd been to the Eiffel Tower. But since, obviously, because I, I do travel back and forth to Paris quite frequently, I didn't actually go to the Eiffel Tower till about again like I don't know I must have been there several times before I spent some time at the Eiffel Tower like I'd driven past it many times um but I'd not actually got out hung out you know beneath there. there's a lovely lawn area which is beautiful um but I'd never yeah I just hadn't experienced it like that um but since then I've experienced Eiffel Tower many times but it, again it's from afar usually like it's from like a restaurant and you know there's a view of the Eiffel Tower there um but other than that, like, I hadn't spent much time there up until, like, you know, the fifth or sixth time or something like that that I went there. Um, so that's a negative because sometimes you can visit um, completely new countries. That, again, like, I guess Paris and Milan is very normal. It's frequent anyway. But there's other countries that you might visit for a very short period of time and you really wish you had more time to explore. But uh, at times you just have to be grateful you're even there. Um so that's that. But yeah, I mean, definitely, I think the traveling aspect has been wonderful. Um, 
because although I complained about the, the lack of time, sometimes you do have a lot of time. Sometimes the shoots are very short and, you know, you might only be shooting for a few hours and then you've got the whole day free. So you can actually explore. So it's not always negative, but um, there's pros and cons to that. But it is, I, I personally, overall, uh, both things weighed up, think that's definitely a pro. Um, the, the second thing I'd say is I loved, I love meeting people. Um, so that's just something I like doing naturally with or without the industry it's something that i've always enjoyed doing i love meeting people uh i love talking to new people um it's something that i used to annoy my friends because like even before i joined the industry even if like me and my friends went out somewhere i would just strike up a conversation with anybody and everybody and my friends would sometimes get annoyed because like we might want to move on or leave wherever we are and i will just be chatting away to some stranger <laughs> so um yeah i mean this is that's just how i've always been so this industry suits me to a t because you're always meeting new people you're working with new makeup artists new designers um you're, you're always creating relationships with agencies and different bookers and things like that so that's always great and the models you're of your meeting models is great and the reason i say that is because in the industry the models are from all over the world, you know, all part, all different continents, uh, from countries that, you know, I don't, I didn't really know a great deal about learning about their culture and history, um, what their customs are, what their values are. And it's amazing. Like, where else am I going to meet somebody, you know, in the same room? Like you, you got to, you're in a room, but there's so many different flavors in that room and it's wonderful. Uh, you know, because the cultures, that's what really excites me. I love learning about that. And, you know, you you walk into a room and there's a Brazilian and there's a Bolivian and there's a South African and there's a, someone from Vietnam and, oh, it's just brilliant. I mean, it's fantastic. Um, and of course, even like what I loved learning about as well, and this is quite basic, but it's again, very fascinating is America. Now, obviously I grew up in England and I had a very generic view of America. Um, uh, I didn't really travel there much. I'd been there once um, when I was young. And um, since then, obviously now I've been there countless times. I've spent months at a time there, but I mean, before that I hadn't been there much. And so when I first came to the industry, I had this like perception of like what LA and New York was. But I didn't really know much about the other towns in America or the other states, in fact. And just meeting people from different parts of America, you know, be it Utah, people from Houston, like in Texas, um, people from all different parts. And they're all different. Like, they're all different. Like, someone from North Carolina is not like someone from New Jersey. You know, there is just differences in lots of people. And I love that. I just love that. So even within a whole country there's so much different culture so even that was news to me i mean now that just seems like common sense but when you're on the outside you literally don't think of it that way i mean you think even now like for example you you think of vietnam you think they have a generic culture but they don't it differs it varies from place to place same thing in south africa i mean i guess we know a bit more about south africa uh but i mean generically anyone who's done research into history will no, there's obviously differences there, but yeah, I mean, all those little things um, are amazing, and you know, I feel so much, I feel so enriched, you know, with knowledge, uh, knowledge, <laughs> with knowledge um, about all these cultures, and it's fantastic, and I think that's priceless, you know, that is completely priceless. Uh, everything I've learned, um, I would never have learned that any other way, you know, even if you travel to these countries 
you travel to those countries, you don't necessarily get to meet people as in like talk to them, have deep conversations. And that's the difference because when I'm with these models, we, we, we work, we do fashion weeks or whatever, or we're working on shoots and we travel together sometimes. And when you're at the hotel, you're in a foreign country, you don't know anybody. So you're always hanging out with a similar group of people in all these, you know, countries that we go to. So, you know, we'll, we'll probably converge in one hotel room somewhere and we'll all talk and you, you're, you're spending your, till we're talking till the early hours, you know, um, and you're getting to know these per people intimately and, you know, you're hearing just, just the most incredible stories. And like I said, you don't get that if you're just visiting a country because you don't meet the people, you know, people say, well, no, you've traveled to the country and you can learn that way, which is true to some degree. But still, at the end of the day, you're spending your nights with your people that you've traveled with. You're not necessarily spending it with the locals. So this is very good. It's, I mean, do both. I mean, travel and meet locals if you can and try and talk to them till 5 a.m. in the morning if that's possible. But yeah, I mean, oh, I can't explain how amazing it's been. And yeah, I do feel very lucky and yeah, I'm grateful for it because I definitely have a much more of an open-minded view of the world. Um... I guess I've always been quite open-minded, but when you get to know very deep and intense stories of people, you your mindset changes completely, and you do become a lot more open-minded. If 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 that's if that makes any sense to you, um, I think it's only those who have experienced that can understand. But yeah, I mean, if any if anybody whoever's listening to this, I mean, I really think if you anybody gets a chance to have conversations with people from different countries and different backgrounds, please make the effort to do so. You know, try and curb the language barrier and just literally try and speak to these people because you have no idea how enriching it is. It is just the most amazing thing. Um, I can't explain that enough. I, I definitely have thought about that for my kids. Like, it's something I want for them. I don't have kids, by the way, but when I do. Um, when I have kids, I want them to experience the world, not just travel, but I want them to mix with locals because traveling is great and that's one aspect, but mixing with the locals and just talking to them and understanding what they're about and what their beliefs are is fascinating. This is a question I get asked a lot. I mean, I guess most people get asked this question actually irrespective of what career you're in, but... I get asked the money question, the literal money question. Do you make good money as a model? <laughs> um, because there's there's mixed views on it. I know some people think you make millions and some people think you don't, some people don't even think it's a real job. I mean, they're like, you really make money from modeling? Like, it's, um, it's funny when people think that. Um, I can confirm it is a real job and it does pay well. It pays quite well, actually. Um, I think it, I think most people will agree. I think anybody who's worked in fashion will tell you the pay is great. Apart from Fashion Week, ironically. Um, I will discuss that in detail at some point. Um, but Fashion Week does not pay well. <laughs> but it pays well, I guess, in other in other ways, if you consider that to be useful. But um, campaigns, shooting for certain brands pay ginormously well shooting for adverts again that pays really well um and there's just some contracts in general that pay really well so i think the vast majority of fashion campaigns do tend to pay very well um i think it's difficult to put numbers on it um i don't think i'd want to either but not not today anyway um 
I mean, if that is of interest, then I think it will be something I discuss in the future. Um, but I don't see how it's important right now. Um, but I think the numbers are, are very good. And I remember there were times where... Now, let me explain this because... Yeah, I was just going to say that there's times where I've made more money in a week than some of my friends make in a year. But I also wanted to point out that that sounds very, you know, whatever. Um, but it, it that doesn't mean that every week you're making that level of money. So because a lot of fashion work is, you know, it's, it's, there's no guarantee about, you know, how much you make per month, for example. It just depends on what you're booked in for, what you've been casted in, etc., so some months you might make very high figures and some months you will make low figures. It just depends on what you've done that month. So, yeah, when I was saying like there's been some weeks where I've made a really, really high amount, um, there's some weeks where I've probably made very little. Um, so it's just how it is. It's how the fashion industry works. I guess it's like any other industry like that, though. It's the same in acting, for example. Like if you do one movie... Um, while you're doing that movie and the whole payment for that movie is going to be great but you might have shot that movie in two months and then you might not work again uh, or you might not make that same level of money again for the next three or four months and that's the same thing in fashion you know for one or two or three months you might make huge huge amounts you know um, and then you might not make the same for the following three months and then yes I understand the argument would be well yes you've made more in those three months than some people have made the whole year or whatever which is a fair argument but then you know it's difficult to then say what you're worth you know like sometimes people say like a common question that I guess even my own family asked me this question and I can never answer it really because it's there is no set amount but it's how much you make a year you know uh what's your annual salary and it's difficult again you can't say oh it's this much money because who knows you know who knows what it's going to be but no I think overall um you do make great money in fashion and it it's great it is great but again it's a very it's a very topsy-turvy thing because it's not a long-term career first of all like I am well aware that I will not be a model for the rest of my life um I do know that as a male this is where male privilege comes in um into this industry is that but again this is not that that's gonna again be an episode of its own is talking about the quality aspect because I think the fashion industry is one of the few industries where there's actually pros for women. It's not all negative for women. And there's there's points where women are actually have the upper hand over men. Uh, it's one of the few industries where that exists. And obviously there's benefits for men too at times. So that's a very interesting discussion to have. And it will, it will be an episode within itself. So stay tuned for that. But um, right now, just to finish off what I was saying... Um, I know this in this this career is not forever. That's that every model is aware of that. You know, you don't do this job for the rest of your life. So that's the thing with this industry is that that's why some people don't get too carried away with making hundreds of thousands of dollars or even millions because you just don't know how long you're going to make that level of money for. You know, you just because for women, generally speaking, I mean, there's there's unsaid rules. I mean, some women do end up modeling for the rest of their lives even you know look at Cindy Crawford for example uh look at someone like Heidi Klum and you know pe women who are nearing their 50s are still working um you know maybe not as frequently but they are still turning over huge amounts um but then on the other hand you know generally speaking and I think you know for most women tend to sort of 
pack it in at around about 30, 35. Um, that's just how the industry has been. I think that's going to change, to be honest. I think with the way society is moving forwards, and I think it should, I don't think there should be... Obviously, there was a niche for, you know, young, fresh faces. I think now we're becoming a lot more diverse in more ways than one. So I don't think this trend will be there forever. Who knows? And that, that'll be a good thing. But generally speaking, right now, as things stand, women don't tend to go over 30 uh, or, or, you know, 35 or so in, in as just models. Um, and men, there's like this average, someone was telling me about, they can do it in their 40s and 50s. But, you know, again, I think the market changes it just I, I don't I don't believe in that so much because like I said I mean there's examples of women working to their 50s as models so I don't know if I fully buy into it but I mean there's obviously stereotypes and stuff there's obviously patterns but I think it comes down to the individual really but anyway the point is is that it's such a uh insec it, um it's not it's not stable I was gonna say insecure but it's, it's not stable it's not a stable uh career in that sense so as much as the money is great and everything's great you don't take it for granted and but I, i'm obviously fortunate that i have other avenues that i'm always exploring like you know aside from modeling I, I graduated as an actor i went to drama school so that is what i i definitely am into um i'm also into food um so you know i'm in the process of developing my food show so there's various things that i'm into that that mean a lot to me so either way i'm not fully dependent on this I'm going to ride the wave and just enjoy it. But already I'm looking at other things and even pri to some degree, I'm even prioritizing other things, you know, because what's here is already here. So I don't need to necessarily prioritize it. I need to keep focusing on other things. And I'm also focusing on a lot of activism work, um, especially when it comes to global warming and climate change and also plastic pollution. So, you know, I have lots occupying my mind and there's lots of things that I want to go into. Um, but I think that's the that's the general consensus that all models need to have is always have other things going on in your mind at least you know of course it's very hard to juggle so many things at once uh, which is why you have to cut back I mean I cut back my modeling work uh, for the past sort of 12 to 18 months I've cut back with the projects I was doing because the thing with the fashion industry is that once you make it to a level you, you are busy you are very very busy and I was almost overworked at one stage and I realized that if I want to do these other projects, um, whether it's acting or food, or, you know, taking on these foodie projects that I'm, I'm into, you know, developing the show, um, also working on activism stuff, I can't do that if I'm, f if I'm doing fashion all the time. So I had to then be picky and choosy with the, the fashion work I took. Um, and that obviously comes at a price because, you know, um, that there's people who aren't fond of those decisions, i.e. agents, because, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're losing our money. So, yeah, um, it's just how it is. But, um, yeah, I would say overall it's a pro because um, even though it's not the longest career, you can make a huge amount of money in that short time, like, you know, even... There's girls who are like 21 and 22 who have made enough money to buy their mum's houses. You know, they come from maybe tough backgrounds and, you know, they make enough money that they can not only support themselves, but they can support their family and they're very young still. So that's beautiful because, you know, pe pe most people, male or female at 21, 22, can't do that. You know, I don't think we can all say we've done that. So at that age, any anyway, um, so that is what the fashion industry can allow people to do. So it does pay well. And 
it is a great industry in that regard. Now, I've just been talking about money. Um, now, to make that great money, you do have to work a hell of a lot. So that then means that your schedule is packed. And this brings me to another con. So I guess you could say this for most jobs. You work a lot. You know, that's life, I guess, to some degree. But it is a con in the sense of in the fashion industry, sometimes you have very little time. Uh, you are very busy, uh, especially when you make it to a certain level. I mean, obviously, there's a difference. I mean, when people think of fashion models, I mean, some are more in work than others. Um, but if you are in the fortunate posi position of getting lots of work, um, it is quite draining. Uh, you, you don't have very much time for your family or, you know, even your friends. Um, you are spending lots of time in cities across the world so you don't have that consistent base you know you're not in one place um and even when you're based somewhere for like say two or three months if you have a contract somewhere so you're somewhere for like two or three months um even that you don't feel steady because it's not your home at the end of the day you're only there to do a contract so you know those those types of moments can be quite difficult um you do miss home a lot you miss you know, your, your family and your friends you know, even though you can get people to fly over to you, it's not the same. So that's probably a con because, you know, we all, like I said, doesn't doesn't matter what career you're in, we're all busy to some degree. But I think, at least when you're busy in an, in it again, like it's not there's no such thing as a normal job, but I mean in a more stable job, I guess or whatever, where you're based in one city, at least you come home to your family every day. At least you're in the same city as your friends, but when you're when you're modeling, you're in alien cities. You know, you're not necessarily at home unless you were happen to be born and bred in New York or whatever. Then great, uh, but even then, it, even if you're a fashion model based in New York, um, you're still not. Well, some people are, but a lot of people aren't always working there. You're usually working across Europe or even different parts of America, depending on what type of contract you've landed. So. Yeah, I mean, that can be tough. I found it very tough at times. I've been very homesick, especially at the beginning, because um, I'm very attached to my family. Um, I, I did find it very difficult at the beginning. Um, but with time, it gets better. And uh, that's the beauty of it. You know, that's the beauty of it. Um, and I think I matured a lot as a person. So that was a benefit as well. Um, but yeah, I would say that's a con. There is a lot of questions about eating and dieting, you know, like what's the model diet, what's the, what kind of stuff do you have to eat, do you have to starve yourself? Obviously, this is a very dense subject and it's something that is going to be an episode of its own. But um, to just quickly summarise that, I would say that that is something that is very hard uh, to, to do because yes you do have to stay in shape of course um, it is an industry of visual expression it's an industry of just visuals in general so you know you need to be up to the standard that's wanted um, whether that standard is right or wrong is a, a long story and it is going to be something that is discussed and it will have its own episode um, on this on this podcast series but um the one thing I will say is that is difficult at times because, as I mentioned, I'm into food. I'm a foodie. Uh, I'm a massive foodie. I love food. Like, oh, I love food. Um, so, yeah. I mean, again, this is that's been the beauty of traveling, by the way, because I get to sample all kinds of different cuisines, 
all the best restaurants, all the street joints, you know, those, those, um, cause I, I, this is why TripAdvisor is fantastic, um, is you can just check out the reviews and I'm like, great, that has great reviews. And I, what I love doing in any city is I love to try out one or two high-end restaurants. So we like, could be Michelin star, could just be a fine dining place or whatever. Um, and I love to try out the ones that are underrated, you know, the ones in the back alleys or, you know, the, those, you know, the street joints, if you like. Um, I love to see the difference. And yeah, you, you're always pleasantly surprised. Um, uh, about how good the the food is on those sort of street joints, you know, those street corners and stuff. It's amazing. Um, that's not to knock the Michelin star restaurants or the fine dining places. I mean, some are quite awesome. Some are overrated. But um, yeah, I think that's something that I really enjoyed. But no, what I was saying was with the diet aspect, because you do have to stay in shape um, or you have to stay in a certain shape. But then again, that can change. You could land a contract that requires you to be a certain way. Um you know, a, a contract might require you to even lose more weight <laughs> or bulk up a little bit. It just depends on what they want. Um, but um, yeah, it can be tough because like I said, when you're a foodie and you're trying to maintain a diet, it's uh, it's tough. It is tough. Uh, you can't you can't go all out the way you want to. And that is something I did find tough, which is why I wanted and I had to literally reduce my work commitments uh, last year because I wanted to do more food stuff, you know, I, I wanted to take up a food contract, you know, I wanted to develop a show. So when you're trying to do that, you have to eat. Essentially, if you're trying to produce a food show, you have to eat a lot because you have to sample the food in order to be able to give an opinion on the food and to discuss the food. So, yeah, I knew that I couldn't I couldn't stick to those routines because I knew it wasn't going to work out. But um, yeah, that is quite tough. I mean, it, it is very tough and I do get asked a lot. Um, about how, you know, because I do post lots of food on my Instagram. Yes, I am that person that takes pictures of his food and I don't care. There's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, I'm that person. And, um, yeah, I think people would always ask me, like, you know, how do you maintain your body? And I think some of it I've been lucky with, like, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that doesn't put on weight because I do. I do put on weight, but I don't put it on that easily, you know? Like, I don't, I won't just eat, of, like, I won't have a bad... I, if I have a bad week, it doesn't necessarily mean I'll put on weight, but I feel horrible. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it is one of those things. Uh, it's something that you need to balance and yeah, it, it can be tough. <laughs> it's not great. Um, so yeah, dieting is something that is, it's good and bad because look, I mean, I, I've never been made to feel like I needed to be unhealthy, you know? So when I was told to be certain, have a certain look, it was always something that made sense to me. You know, I never, I've never had an issue with, with, um, what's been asked of me, but I will say that I know that, and especially women, um, and there's some stories that I know that I will share, um, at some point, um, is is I know that women have been asked to be unhealthy weights. You know that that is true. That's not a myth. Uh, sadly, it's true. But all I will say is that the positive the positive side of that is it is changing. It's not the same as it once was. That there's not that same unhealthy requirement. There, there's a lot more diversity and open minded. And as it should be, I mean, it should, I don't even know if I should compliment that, you know, I think, I think it should be, we should be, as an industry, it needs to be more accepting of different body types, um, 
you know, it, it you don't have to be stick thin uh, to be considered, you know, and this is for the women, you don't have to be considered, you don't have to be stick thin to be considered the right look for fashion modeling. You know, I don't think that makes any sense. Um, unless that's your natural body type, by the way. Um, because again, that's another side of the story. But yeah, that is definitely an episode within itself. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that is, it can be quite tough. You know, when you're a foodie and you're a fashion model, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy at all. One criticism that the fashion industry gets that I don't necessarily agree with is that it's very vain, it's very, you know, uptight and it's very look at me, look at me kind of thing. And I completely disagree, you know. I think I think we wouldn't like the industry if it wasn't for that. You know, we love the fact that it is a little bit over the top. You know, of course it's extra. Of course it's it's look at me, look at me. And I think that's the whole point. Um, I don't think we would enjoy it if it wasn't over the top. And it's not meant to necessarily reflect reality. Of course it's an illusion. A lot of it's an illusion. It's, it's grand. You know, it's supposed to take us... It's like when you watch a fantasy movie, you know. You know it's not real, but you still enjoy it. You know, because it takes you away from the mundane reality of your day-to-day -day existence. Um, and that's what fashion industry represents in many ways, except unlike an action movie, you can grab a part of this illusion of fashion. So you're seeing this amazing jacket as a guy being worn or, or as a woman, you're seeing this amazing dress being, you know, displayed in, in all its grandeur with all these theatrics around it. And it makes you love it first of all and it makes you want to then go and get a piece of that so you want to go and get that dress you want to go and get that jacket or that top or that t-shirt all those bottoms or whatever so i have no issue with the fashion industry being over the top i think it needs to be and i also think look the fashion industry gets a lot of criticism sometimes i think the criticism is justified so i'm not against all of it but I think sometimes people just love to hate the fashion industry for the sake of hating the fashion industry without any real reason. Um, you know, going along with the generic critique of it, you know, which doesn't really make much sense in, in the grand scheme of things. And I will say one thing about the fashion industry that I don't think any other industry out there can claim. And that is that the fashion industry is accepting, and this is the irony, because people always say, you know, it's, you have to be a certain way, which is true to some level, but the fashion industry overall, I'm not talking about only fashion modeling here, I'm talking about the fashion industry as a whole, is far more accepting of people's individualities, of different characters, of different communities and cultures, and different looks. Because if you look through any fashion magazine, or different editorials or different shoots and this does not have to be with the major magazines by the way because people judge the fashion industry based of two or three magazines or two or three you know big websites or whatever the fashion industry as a whole is huge and way there's way more representation of what fashion represents than just the odd famous magazine that you read because 
people criticize the fashion industry based off of what they consume well maybe it's not the fashion industry that's at fault maybe it's what you consume that's the fault so there's so much greatness in the industry and this is so accepting because there's so many what you'd call outcasts in society people that dress a certain way look a certain way are a bit quirky but you know what at the end of the day those people are individuals and those people are unique in their way they don't care what people think about themselves they express themselves the way they feel right and good for them you know but what most people tend to do is in in normal day-to-day -day society is you look at them and you call them weirdos oh look at him he's weird look at her she's weird she's over the top she's eccentric and, and we view it as a negative when we shouldn't you know we should celebrate each 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 other's individuality you know because we're all different and most of us are just afraid to accept that so we behave in these generic ways we watch the same generic stuff you know we dress the same generic way just so that nobody calls us weird or this or that but those people who are brave enough to embrace who they really are and embrace the way you know the way they want to dress and look and they just go with it irrespective and with no regard to what people have to say you have to respect that and a lot of places will not accept those people they will not fit into lots of working places or lots of general societies but there is one place that they will fit in and one place where they are always welcome and that is the fashion industry so when people are constantly criticizing the fashion industry i think that sometimes it's fair as i've said before but i think if we're going to criticize something we must also give that same industry its due when it's deserved and in this regard when it comes to accepting eccentric characters or individual characters from society i think the fashion industry is the one of the few if not the only industry that welcomes those people with open arms so yeah with that said i think that is something that people need to take into account um when they're critiquing the industry because it does it, it does matter i mean you go to any fashion week party and you will see these characters and you know it's amazing it's beautiful and i love it and i would say that is one of my favorite things about the fashion industry and so we've reached the end of episode one of the fashion insider podcast and all i'm going to say is that i have only just scratched the surface with the modeling world uh when, when i speak of it in this episode i mean I've barely scratched the surface. There's so much more to say, so many different angles and perspective, um, so many different things being a model entails, so many stories, and you'll be hearing more of them as we go on in this series. Um, there's so much to cover, so much ground to cover. It's going to be fascinating and interesting, I'm sure. Um, if you have any specific questions or things that you want to hear, me and future guests speak about um drop me a line um the email is in the description where you can send an email or you can contact me on instagram drop me a dm with any queries or things you want to hear us talk about um i will be posting those um things on my story anyway you know to to where you can just type it in um for whatever you want to ask but yeah feel free to dm as well and uh yeah i hope you've enjoyed um this uh, scratch of the surface with what it is to be a model i will be covering more things with you know 
the modeling side. Um, I'm sure that this podcast alo- alone is going to ignite questions and there's going to be loads of questions just on this podcast, I'm sure. So yeah, we'll definitely cover all ground and we have plenty of time because we are just getting started with this. Um, so yeah, thank you for tuning in um, and I will see you all next time or rather you will hear me next time, but um, there will be video podcasts coming soon um for now it will be on these platforms so spotify is probably the the most popular platform right now but it will be going to itunes and other platforms where podcasts are available yeah we're gonna hit all of them very soon um so yeah until next time au revoir ciao goodbye